Yeah, I'm gonna start. Okay. So uh, this is Casual with Ryan Proctor, um, and uh, this is uh, Tony Richardson. Hi, Ryan. Uh, hey, buddy. Um, we uh, I'm on the road again. This is uh, we're in Squamish, and we're at uh, Tony's. Can I say your studio? Squamish Design Studio. Yeah, Squamish Design Studio. Squad Studio. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, did you is SDS something you say? No, we just go with Squad. Oh, you do. Oh, yeah, cool. Squad. Okay, Squad. Yeah. So Squamish Design Studio. Um, yeah, Tony is um, designer. Has been for. Since before he was born, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, close to it. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're just going to chat today. So uh, thanks for letting me into your space. My pleasure. Um, pardon the echo. If anybody can hear an echo, we're trying to avoid it, but um, sometimes it's unavoidable. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the, uh, it's the studio vibe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so um, again, like no really agenda. I just want to chat with you, see what's up. Um, and uh, I guess probably just start like, um, I don't like, I, I don't need that well. Like we're not like, we're friends. We're not like, bros i guess yeah. i don't know but um i met you through arcteryx <coughs> like or at arcteryx i don't even know like when did you start there 2010 that's when we were met yeah i've been there since 2008 i think right uh and yeah you were design like you were designing there when i got there i worked in the marketing department um i think you're one of the f- few people the first people like people i actually talked to on a regular basis or when i saw him like i was like like to talk to you a lot of times you work in places you're like ah, okay that pr- people are cool but i don't really mm. talk to tons of people right <laughs> that's why I, and i lived i didn't live in town either did you like i wasn't yeah. i don't get into oh that's right you're commuting from yeah. whistler yeah so i didn't yeah. wasn't there a, a ton yeah. but also i don't like get into like i i love the people i work with and when i when i do I, they're great people all the time wherever wherever i work if i if they're great people but i don't like hang out with work people on a regular basis yeah so but there's always those people you just relate to yeah like sweeney i hung out with him a ton when i worked there we, yeah. were, we were buddies right yeah. we still yeah. are but yeah. i don't see him much but um yeah, I think it's like a. It's when a company that big, there's very few chances for people they just hang out if you don't hang out after work. You don't. Yeah. Listen, especially yeah. we're like across the road. That place is huge. Yeah. 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 But yeah. um, yeah. So you started there when you were in what 2008? You said. I think so. Yeah. yeah around then. What did you do before that? Uh. Did you just come out of school? I was. What? I was actually yeah going to Emily Carr for okay. industrial design. Cool. And then got an internship at Arcteryx, and then started working there. You like, interned. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, for a year. Well, I was at school, okay, and then just continued on working. Right. Did it was it hard to get in there? Like you just walk in and go, "Hey, what do this?" Did they know you? Did uh, you know people? Did you have contacts there? I had some contacts, yeah. uh, but then I de- definitely had to like hound. I think I had Tom Fails contact, yeah, and I like kept sending my portfolio and following up, and right. finally got an interview with. Uh, I know it was like two or three hours, and like. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody yeah, came down and talked to me. It was very strange. It is strange. But huh? Blind Karen came down and uh, that must have been a trip. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and he was like immediately like my, you know, mentor. Buddy. Yeah, yeah. Because he speaks. To tr- I mean, Mike Blankarn. I don't, I don't want to call him, but he's yeah, he's a designer. Arcteryx forever and invent a lot of cool shit. And but he's like he's like a du- he's like a dude. Yeah, and it's good to be you. It's good to be on this side. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's cool. I when I started working there, I worked for Whistler Blackcomb first, and then I the same thing as far as like getting a job there. I applied for a job. They actually kind of talked to me first. I came down and applied for a job. I didn't get the job. They gave it to somebody else. They fired that guy. <laughs> they called me back. And they're like, hey, sorry, <laughs> whoops. And then they I got that job. But I took me like interviews were just forever. Like, yeah. Tons of them, and just like talking to everybody. I'm like, who are all these yeah. people? I think it's a theme. Everyone I talk to, I like, I don't know many people who just like swoop in there and. I think it's because there they try to make the scene like this allure of like everyone's involved and then we got to yeah. be. And then it's yeah. like, 
uh, half the time I'm like, I, I never, I'll never work with this person again. Like, yeah. wait, what were they, what are they in the room for? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> uh, but no, it's a cool, it was a cool company to work for. I'm, it was cool that, uh, uh, I was in a, a good position where I could interact with designers a few, you know, a bunch, which happens a lot there, but like just being a marketing guy, I felt like sometimes marketing people, are, they come across as like annoying to people mm. that are doing the job that we're trying to market. Yeah. You're like, this is our product. You guys just yeah. tell everybody about it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's got to kind of be that, like the chameleon of like this, like, I guess Sweden, is that the, or Switzerland? Switzerland. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like the, yeah. But, uh, and then you, you spent like, you were saying earlier, um, uh, like what you were just into it when yeah. you got there. Well, I mean, was like I, I, I kind of have a history with Arcteryx because I grew up uh, in Penticton. Okay. Climbing. Yeah. And my dad's a big climber. Like wrote the guidebook to Skaha Bluffs. Oh, cool. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, it's yeah. cool. Yeah. Stuff. You don't, I don't yeah. know this shit. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cool. yeah. Howie. Yeah. You're, you're all, people <laughs> know him. I think And maybe. his eyebrow. Right. Where does he live? <laughs> in Oak Falls. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. My folks live in Oak Falls. Okay. Cool. Um, so anyways, he's like old school climber and he knew... Dave Lane, who was actually the original right. found, like he had started Rock Solid and then Jeremy Gard got involved with Dave and then they turned it into Arcteryx. Yeah. So I had known like Arcteryx since I was a child. Yeah, yeah cool. And then, uh, you know, always kind of like thought it would be this whatever dream job when I started sure. getting into design as like, you know, because I was never like a designer, like cause I like making models and Stuff like that when <laughs> right. I was a kid, but I was never like sewing no, but you know, just, it all, it all jackets up, and right? stuff. Yeah. Anyways, when I started sewing and getting into that sort of stuff and then went to design school, um, you know, Arcteryx was like, oh, maybe in like five years I'll be ready. Oh, really? Uh, you know, and then my buddy was just like, dude, why don't you just apply for Arcteryx? Yeah. I was like, okay. And then lo and behold, managed Works. to get an internship there. But yeah, I had this whole like... Uh, long history with Arcteryx knowing all about them and knowing all about it and like yeah people involved with it kind of like you know one degree of separation always that's cool mm-hmm. I think that's interesting when you can like like I didn't really know much about it before I started working there I was, right. I was a skier since I was a kid when I, was, I was like stupid race kid and stuff and just like stuff but I didn't really know what it was about but I think it's cool when someone's like you you know it's like I want to be a firefighter and then they grow up to be a firefighter or like yeah. I want to be this and you grow up and you just do it it's pretty yeah. cool you can just follow that path like along the way and it's successful it's pretty yeah. cool yeah do you think that um did you did you, you graduated college or did you just kind of leave college and go to work or no no you, no I got a uh, a degree oh, okay cool yeah. sweet yeah do you think that um it's industrial design or what did you take industrial design yeah is that kind of the, like when you get in design like if you're gonna do like apparel design is that kind of like the is there like an like Quantland College, the design college and stuff, do they have like apparel or is it all kind of like... Those are more like fashion design. Sure, like a Ritzier or something where you go and do that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think now there's a, there is like a sort of technical apparel design program. Isn't um, this supported by like Lulu and Arcteryx at Quantland or something? Yeah. I think it's actually called the Chip, Chip Wilson, Wilson School of Design. School for kids who can't sew so good or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Cross stitch, uh, cross eyed. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like, uh, industrial design, I think because Arcteryx does bags and like there's, they use it's, there's, I guess that one school is maybe particularly suited to what Arcteryx does because it's right. so technical okay. and bags and whatever. But it, as far as I know, maybe there's a few programs down the States, but there's not a lot of programs that like specifically train you for the kind of th- stuff that Arcteryx yeah. does. And like most of the guys like Mike and Tom and Dan Green and Dan Jackson, none of these guys are really like trained designers. They're just like, 
which is smart, cool because smart dudes you know it's cool i think that's because it's like that's what outside the box thinking because different things like if you go to design school for clothing I, obviously it makes sense to do that but you wouldn't have i don't want to generalize here but you i feel like you might not have that thought of like how to make this plastic thing fit on my back. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to make denim fit around something. Yeah. As it is as a fashion designer, but yeah. how do I make this? Yeah, this plastic bag or this plastic sheet bend on my back. Yeah. Like, it's it's pretty. It's definitely a benefit. I'm sure uh, there's probably a lot of design companies who need that now. Like I'm yeah. sure it was something that was, um, like I, every time I've tried to get jobs or work on jobs, I feel like, um the outside skills of what have helped me like the skills outside of what the job actually is would help me more than than the what i know about the job sometimes yeah yeah i think that was you know from and and yeah like even going back to like dave lane like the fact that these guys weren't trained right in those crafts right but were just super smart and interested and wanted to just like solve problems not like yeah. do it the way that it should be done in right, the you're not industry. the common path. You're just, yeah. Yeah. And that was like a huge like strength for the company. Right. Cause they were just like, I don't know how you do this. Like, let's just start taking foam and heating it up and bending it and doing crazy stuff with it. And, that's one you know, thing that's cool. It's like, so just so everybody knows, like we were talking about some people that worked for our chair. So like very, uh, really well-known designers in the industry, I guess. And people who are very passionate about the job, people who are really technically sound and good at what they do. Just so, so people aren't worried about these names that we're tossing around. But, um, I think it's, uh, the the idea of um, designing and and like what people are even every company that's designing stuff, every company that makes jackets, every company that makes bags, every company that makes whatever chairs, whatever. Um, there's always those people who are going to be the pinnacles of where the design comes from, and it's cool to see that Arcteryx had so many people. Yeah. At, at one point behind that. Yeah. But do you think there's any like outside of Arcteryx in general? Do you think there's like like how much more advanced can a can a jacket or fabric get like how much more like we think about like breathable and waterproof and these things that's somewhat all like relative but um or just up to what you think it is but uh is there can you make fabric better still like how are we what are we doing here uh i i mean i think that's like a million dollar sure bajillion dollar question to be honest yeah of course it is for sure yeah like if you could revolutionize the apparel industry uh you would basically become but crazy what I, rich. I guess i'm saying i guess but like it is there i mean i don't yeah totally but is how big can the revelations be from now on i think or rev, revelations or revolutions how big can they be i think there will be you know like when we start getting into like 3d printing and oh, you know like yeah. i don't know like I think about uh, i think about the gas car and the battery operated car that's a big change yeah right? yeah but it's still a it's still just like an Still a car. It's still an evolution of right. the thing. I mean, I think clothes are still going to be clothes. You know, like a jacket's always going to have two arms and a Could they 3D print fabric? Could they make it like, I guess they yeah, can, right? Yeah, they're starting to do that kind of stuff. And That's cool. other crazy stuff, like I, I kind of got fascinated with uh, like growing, like mushrooms. Like there's this oh, whole yeah. thing where people are like growing, you know, furniture. You put some mushrooms into a shape and then it like grows basically really mushrooms they're like no yeah. shit yeah for real that's yeah. cool yeah so i think like that would be like you know the crazy sci-fi sure. evolution of apparel is when it's like either 3d printed or grown in a vat and it's like you know custom shaped right. and like you can imbue the material with like 
all the breathability properties and whatever that uh jeez because i mean paul stamets you know him Uh, the mushroom guy uh, guy. He thinks that they came from space. He thinks that right. Russia, he thinks that yeah. humans. He thinks that all life forms yeah. are from fungi yeah. and space stuff. Yeah. I've heard about people using mushrooms and stuff, uh, like fungus for plates and stuff like that, and like like being able to mold everything else. But yeah, um, I think it'd be crazy. Like, yeah, I guess I guess there is a, a lot of room for advancements in the construction of things. Maybe maybe beyond the actual materials, but the way they're constructed. Maybe yeah. Because if you could three D print like a shirt, yeah. I mean, uh, it's. I think we're a long way from sure. that. I think the way that, you know, anything that's going to happen in that way now is going to be kind of like art project sure. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, for it to become like fully industrialized is going to take, you know, another century well, or something. To, yeah. To make it like scalable. Yeah. yeah. To make it something you could, like, I think, isn't that like, my guess is when you're designing a jacket or a bag, or whatever it is, you make it, then you have to decide if it actually can work in a production line yeah like if we make this really intricate piece it looks rad but yeah because people people are doing it like there's 3d printed you know dresses and oh really things yeah people people are doing that kind of stuff that's cool but it's like always literally like you know like this one-off piece that like is it made of fabric was it made of like plastic I guess. Fuck, really? Like you know, synthetics? it's like little chain links sure. or something. Right. Yeah, it's like polyester. Just like different. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's not like, you know, it's not really functional. It's not really improving. It's just kind of like, hey, look at what we can do. You know, it's like neat. Yeah. Have you spent much time working with fabrics that are like made from plastic bottles and things like people claim that like, mm. like how eco-friendly are these things? If you're, I don't, maybe you don't know, I don't know. But if, if somebody's saying, yeah, we make our all of our stuff out of like, you know, this bought this jacket's got three thousand plastic bottles in it or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. I I always like kind of. I'm a little bit jaded. Like when I was at design school, like I kind of went to design school thinking I want to make like you know environmentally sure. friendly stuff. It was like in the early two thousands and like eco design and like there's <laughs> right. this book called Cradle to Cradle which I read, which kind of like oh I've heard of it. Yeah, it's like it's a really good book, but. uh Anyways, I had like all these ideas and like started researching different materials like hemp and oh, yeah. like corn based, uh, you know, right. plastics and whatnot. It, they all have their dark sides. Sure. Honestly, like yeah. every single one of them, even like whenever Patagonia is like, yeah, we make this out of pop bottles or who, whatever somebody's selling you. Yeah. If you like dig a little deeper and like look at the entire life cycle of that thing, it's always like, eh, you know what? The only way to actually reduce your footprint is this like use your stuff longer for as long as you can yeah just yeah. don't buy new stuff and use a glass jar don't use a plastic yeah. bottle yeah and and then also because when i started at arcteryx i was still kind of like on that kick yeah and and i remember Blankhorn um kind of crushed my dreams a little bit like i asked <laughs> him to be check. My, <laughs> yeah. i asked him to be my sort of uh advisor on my grad project and is going to make this like cotton waterproof uh city rain jacket for commuting yeah. whatever he's like why would you waste your time doing that and i was like uh like kind of bubble was burst right um because his whole and he had also been like you know a granola cruncher like sure. yeah whatever all through the 80s designing stuff 90s yeah. um but his whole mentality and kind of arcteryx's mentality was like just make it really good yeah like make something that's going to last like undeniable twice as long or three times as long. So you, you don't have to like throw your jacket out once it wears out. Yeah. And that was like their whole thing. Like the original 
uh, I remember this like legend was that Jeremy Gard wanted the uh, <laughs> the first uh, Arcteryx catalogs made out of old growth uh, paper from the old growth boards of Clayquot Sound. Wow, really? Because <laughs> yeah. he wanted to make it the best <laughs> and to like spit in the face of all this like green design stuff that Jeez. was kind of like That's prevalent funny. at the time. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Like, and at the time, no one like, at that time the crisis wasn't as obvious as we see it is now, right? So I was like, yeah, we would have been like. No one really would have given that much of a fuck about it, probably. It was already it was cool. starting to come on, though. Remember, sure. like, it was like, there was, like, recycle. Well, there was the three R's. It was, like, reuse, reduce, recycle. And then yeah. everyone just kind of, like, trickled down to, oh, recycle. I can still buy stuff and feel good about it instead of, like, re- reduce, yeah. reuse, recycle. It's true. <laughs> like, the whole idea of, like, yeah, I mean, recycling is, they, like, we Canada ships stuff to like Singapore or something to recycle. And yeah, recycle. I think it, like it's just garbage. Yeah, the the bubbles being burst on that yeah. whole like thought think, train as well, right? Yeah, like I wonder what that's um, like in the in the clothing industry. I recycle fabric. Like we, I, I just think that there's got to be like everyone's trying to do it now. Yeah. Um, you know, I think like the the we'll like hey, say so give us your old stuff, we'll repair it and give it back to you. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. But the also thing is like you make it the best, but. At some point, the company needs to sell you that sell you a jacket again. Totally, they, they can't yeah. wait as long as that jacket will last. They have no, to get it. They're, to you they're not uh, motivated to truly make something that's going to last a long time. The only time. good thing I could say about that is this, if 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 people caught on to the quality of these pieces, whether it's Arcteryx, Patagonia, whoever it is, they all make yeah. decent stuff. Like, no, yeah. nothing's yeah. really shit stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, people are, but of the big guys, everyone's stuff's pretty good. Yeah. But I guess the idea is like if you don't want it anymore, the idea would be that somebody else takes it and passes it down, yeah, or uses it. But then you're stopping there from buying a new, brand new jacket. Like everybody yeah. wants to have. You, I guess the the trend is to try to be able to use things again. Yeah, but it's it's, it's a cumbersome uh, business. It's a cumbersome way to operate. It's hard. Yeah. Then like, but the effort is is totally um, commendable. Yeah. So I think like yeah. now that like our Tarek's doing this, like you know, give us your jacket or use whatever it's called, yeah. and then Patagonia does it, but. I think Patagonia is like, don't buy our stuff, which actually then people bought even more stuff when after they said it. But I think that's like the most honest, like yeah. environmental statement of any company is like, sure. don't buy our stuff. Like that would actually have like a real like well, impact on. It's true because, well, it's, they're not public either. Right. So there's Yeah. No, they can say that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. The shareholders aren't like. What are you doing? Like, you can have environmentally friendly shareholders who don't want this stuff to happen. But then you have the other half that aren't, and they want yeah. their profits, right? And yeah. fair enough. Like I said before, people are in money to make in business to make money. But yeah. I mean, Patagonia's sales probably went up. Oh, for sure. I think they did that one for I can't remember like Black Friday or whatever. Don't I, buy our stuff. Yeah. Don't buy our stuff, and then it's of course smart, everyone went and was, bought more stuff. Whether it's legitimately a mar- uh, an idea, say, or it's a marketing ploy, either mm-hmm. way. It's fucking perfect. It yeah. works. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah. But I think the idea of building stuff and make it, make it last longer is obviously the key. Like yeah. people, y- a, a lot of the times you buy something that's supposed to be environmentally friendly and just not, doesn't stand up. Yeah. It doesn't work as well. Yeah. Like it doesn't get, it's not as waterproof or it's not whatever, right? Yeah. Then you end up, it doesn't last as long. So, yeah. so are you net, net total, you're making something that's like, yeah. And you're kind of like not actually doing a, a favor, right? And like, then you, you can't re- like, like say if your jacket's made from recycled bottles, right? Whatever. Yeah. You can't recycle that jacket, can you? Can you put that jacket in recycling? <laughs> no, you can't. I don't can't. think so. And all, you can't I mean, put it beside your. You can't put it in the bo- plastic bottle recycling. Yeah, and l- and unless they, I mean, I don't know that much about the recycling of garments and whatever, but yeah. I feel like, you know, like you can't even throw out a jar of, with some peanut butter in it because it's going to contaminate the Everything. entire 
you know, batch of recycling, like which blows my mind. Isn't yeah. you just isn't it just fire and you burn it and melt it? Like, isn't that what? I, it's, yeah, I don't. I mean, this, I, I don't get it. But like, imagine a jacket that's made out of like, you know, fleece and thread and zippers and snaps and Velcro, yeah. unless all of those are like exactly the same plastic yeah. compound. You, it probably like is it even recyclable? You spray with Niclax, you can't recycle it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, that's so crazy. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious, like, because um, I, I work in a, I work for in an industry that has lots of packaging, and um, we're trying to find ways around the packaging we use. Yeah. And find either find like a package that is biodegradable or a packaging that comes from a reuse from a um, like. There's one company who is offering us packaging that came from like old fish nets and like ocean plastics they found. Yeah. Um, they're like cool, but then it's that's great for yeah. pointing out there. I like that, but then. Now I have this piece that's going to go and not be able to be that can be recycled, but it's not like really it's recyclable. But it's like it's still the end result is it's been used twice. Yeah, but I can't use it a third time. It's got to go. Right. And then yeah, but we have another company who is like I can give you a biodegradable um, mm. source. Mm. I think 120 days they say, and I was like cool. But then you know the other the regulations are if it's food and drug and or sorry food and whatever health Canada stuff they're like, is this now food grade safe right can is it is it is it is the integrity of the packaging still there so there's so many different variables that we're trying to figure out that you know in both industries but the, the plastic thing is like i mean i'm guilty of it i'm not gonna say that i stand here and like you know i'm, yeah. not, I'm not growing all my food in my backyard but like <laughs> uh, i think there's uh, there is a lot of shit that's just not being you, what 10 percent of the stuff we, we buy gets recycled like right. it's yeah. like all the stuff we send to the recycling yeah you said it's peanut butter in there yeah. you can't recycle it yeah it's interesting. How do you like you were saying before when you were tr you were doing your first project, um, you wanted to build something that was like, and, and Mike was like, "Why would you do that?" You know, um, when you work now as a designer, as a like independent person, when if you work with clients, everything else, how often do you hear their like uh, their environmental um, or the reusable or their sust sustainable or conscious uh, efforts? Like, are people coming to say, "Hey, I need a new backpack"? Just in fuck what it's, what it's made from. Just make me something cool. Just well, I mean, do you think it's is it more? Do you hear it more and more, or is it something that's like? Strangely enough, in the last like this year, to one client and then one possible client, both started bringing up like from the the marketing side of things. They're like, "Oh, we want it sustainable. We need more of a sustainability story." Sure. And I always ask. What does that mean to you? Like, are you, are you talking uh, to me as the, you're talking to me as a designer? I, I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, so we can make it modular. We can make all of the, the parts, you know, like the way that it gets put together. We, sure. There's, there's ways that you can like s try to make it more recyclable or sure. reusable or fixable or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's not, there's way more to it than that. You know, it's like as a company, what else are you going to do? Like you just, you just want a story about it. That's you can spin a story about anything you want. You know, it's like, it's like if you're clever, yeah. but like there's like the life cycle and the transportation and the, like there's all these other things that probably actually have way more impact on right. the sustainability of products than just like whether it's, you know, made out of recycled pop bottles. If I'm going to make a jacket that's, so if I, if somebody comes to me and says, Hey, can you make me a jacket that's recyclable? Whatever the fuck it's going to be, make a jacket that's like, you know, turns into flour. We can make cookies yeah. with it later on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then I'm going to ship it to you in a plastic bag. Every jacket comes in a plastic bag. Yeah. 
what what's what are we doing here? What's the point? Yeah, I mean, like, totally. there is a point. I'm sure the jackets, the jackets. Not, I don't throw the jacket out every time, but yeah. if you're gonna give me a jacket that's made out of sunflower seeds, and then you're gonna give me wrap it in plastic, well, sure, the jacket's fine, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But now this plastic's still coming to me. Yeah. Like it's. I think it's a different. Uh, the market. When you said the marketing, it, it makes me laugh because I'm a marketing guy. It makes me laugh because it's like, what's beyond the message is just. Uh, um, it's it's not a, actually about the product it's about what the message of the product is yeah so then you have and then what happens you have to defend the product falling apart a year later because it wasn't made with like you said before like make something that lasts yeah it's a it's such a weird i mean we're not trying to solve problems here but just a weird thing that yeah the messaging is great and the, if, if no one's making the effort nothing will happen so i guess mm. there's efforts that are either blind efforts that people are just doing to say like hey let's just have the cool thing to talk about and greenwash stuff yeah and as much as that's kind of lame it still might impact someone to make a change along the way. So it's like this, these, it's a weird thing to like, what's the point of trying, but then what's the harm of not? Yeah. So uh, a hard yeah. I, th I think it's worth trying, but I think it's like, realistic. I, I just try. think it's like, from my perspective, what these people were saying, kind of like, it's maybe I'm a, you know, overly defensive designer <laughs> type right. or something, yeah, yeah. but I'm just like, it kind of feels like you're putting it all on, design sure. to make this like sustainable product when I think that sure it's definitely a design thing but then it's also it's like a whole company thing like the whole sure. company like has to be dedicated to that and You're it's gonna, gonna be like it's gonna cost there better be no you know? there better be no plastic bottles and the recycling at work yeah if, like if you're gonna do it you, so I have this thing where it's like, if you're going to call someone on their shit, you have to give your shit together, right? Yeah. And so, or you have to at least be equally as shit as that person you're calling yeah, right? Yeah, totally. So I think of like, if you're going to, obviously the effort is there and every little bit counts. Yeah. But the responsibility of going out and shouting loud about what you're doing to save the earth. Yeah. If somebody opens up your closet and sees a bunch of fucking plastic bottles in there, yeah. it's a, the whole thing is out the window. Yeah, totally. It's yeah. an interesting, I fuck, we yeah. could talk about this for hours. It's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so, um, let's get out of this for a while because I feel like um, I don't want to um, talk about work too much or work stuff too much. Yeah. But I think I think you're uh, I think um, one thing I wanted to say is we, when we were talking about doing this podcast, this is way off topic. When we were talking and then we were texting back and forth and you just called me and I was like, no one does that. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was, you know, we just text back and forth and everything yeah. else. And I was like, when you called me, I was like, hello? <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. It was, it, it, and it solved, the, it got the, problem not the problem but like this is scheduling done right away yeah and that's why I, that's funny I, i'm like of course i'm like my head in my head i'm like yeah tony would totally call like i would think i was in my head i'm like yeah that's something that he would do he's probably not the guy that can just text all the time totally i calls. i'm just not good at texting yeah i was like man he's totally yeah. gonna call me and i was like right sorry i didn't think that but i was like oh when you did call him, i'm like oh he totally got this is gonna be a good conversation because i'm like yeah. he's the guy who just calls somebody yeah. sorry i popped in my head i was like yeah it made me think about it the whole time yeah uh, but no um I, I'm really curious too, because when we worked together, um, you were, um, I mean, uh, the reason why I think you're, you get the idea of products and stuff like that is because you, this is sounds cliche, you use the shit that you build and your opinion comes from experience and hardship and failure and everything else. Right. Um, and when we worked with you, what you fell on some big, big trips like you've done like I don't, i'm not an adventure guy like i ski with chairlifts and stuff uh, <laughs> but like do you like you've done like pretty big stuff as far as what i know or what i what i what i envision seeing in in, in the world like you've gone some big trips yeah yeah uh, i well 
I mean, I got, I guess, through my you know upbringing sure. in the outdoors, kind of got exposed to a lot of that. I actually went to. It used to be called. Uh, Oh, what's going on next door? That building, but oh, there, there's a studio, a music studio upstairs, and they drag oh, cool. stuff around. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. sweet, yeah. nice. Right on. Oh, oh no, it's Saturday. Usually, there's a heavy metal Sunday going on. Well, they usually play cool. music. There's a band that comes and like, oh, sick, rocks I out. Playing right now, damn, that's cool. <laughs> that'd be awesome background noise. Yeah, it's pretty. Cool. They're pretty heavy. Yeah. Actually, cool. I think there's a new one in there. They sound a little more melodic, but the old one was just. Is it hoop like you know they have their studios down by my place. Oh, okay, right. yeah. Okay, cool. But the the guys upstairs were like, "That's fucking weird music, man." I'm, I'm, it's fine. I used to listen to it when I was a kid, but that's funny, uh, man. Well, um, so sorry, what were, what were we were talking about, about adventures. And oh yeah, adventures. Talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. So about, about to go I went awesome. to. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I grew up climbing and kayaking yeah. and skiing and doing all that stuff, and then yeah. um, ended up going to. Uh, Used to be called uh, Caribou College. Now it's called Thompson Rivers University. Oh, okay. Um, yep. For two years, did a adventure tourism diploma there. Oh, you did. Um, made a bunch of good buddies through that. Went on a bunch of trips with those guys. Yeah. That was actually also, I mean, maybe not the TRU stuff, but just like that kind of background. Also, TRU. Uh, Thompson Rivers oh, University. Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right on. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, right out of the gate, I forgot what I was about. Okay, sorry. Uh, but I think that whole background was also, yeah, like yeah. between the going to design school and then also having all that sort of background got me a good foot in the door right. for Arcteryx. Cool. And then, you know, like, uh, again, like Blank Hearn, who, you know, he became like a huge buddy of mine yeah. and yes, i think part of what he really liked uh, like what we bonded over was the fact that yeah i was like a, a user yeah so right. to speak yeah and had like inherent knowledge of using jackets and bags right. and harnesses and all of these sorts of things and like so you've I, seen I, what works sometimes you've seen like where the hiccups are where the too much fabric folds over that kind of shit you know kind of a little bit about it right yeah and just before like, you came to us or before you came to yeah. yeah and then i know like to me it's yeah i I always think of it like if I'm trying to design something that I'm not, like when I was at Arcteryx, I worked on the LEAF, the Law Enforcement Armed Forces stuff. Sure, yeah. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, that was cool because it let me work on a, a bunch of stuff. Sure. There's a, a bunch of reasons that uh, that was a, actually a sweet opportunity for me, but... Um, I didn't really know that stuff. Yeah, like I, I wasn't. I, I wasn't like, oh, the last time I was like you know, under fire. Desert. I really wanted a pocket for my mags, yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. so it was cool in a lot of ways, and also frustrating. And then I always think of that in relation to you know people trying to design you know anything for anyone that they're not like inherently involved with and no matter how much like i mean i guess now there's like or it's not exactly a new thing but like you know kind of crowdsourcing and you know like getting a lot of information that that's like a really valid way of designing stuff but i still think that as a designer being you know a user of the product so that you can like take that information and like You've got to have filter a picture, it. You've got to have a picture of what it looks like in your head, what it, how it's being used. You yeah. can, I can say to you, hey, you know what, Tony, I need this jacket to have this piece because when I was out in the field, 
this thing always broke. Yeah. You'd be like, cool. Yeah. But you still have to, you have to envision what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, yeah. it's hard for you to decide. It's like, I've and, never, and I've never met a chef who doesn't, who's never eaten. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. Like yeah. you have to, if you have to, yeah, you're going to taste your yeah. sauce. You've never eaten you before. You can't yeah. be a chef. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Literally, you'd be dead. So. Sorry. I don't know yeah, what. That is statement. a true fact. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think so. Um, but y- what I was going to ask is, uh, what's your, like now that you're, I guess, doing your own business thing, do you get time to go on trips and do your own adventures? Like I know you, did you see that thing, you did a big thing with, uh, with Paul McSorley and those guys, you went to like, fuck wherever, I don't know, you went to like, Baffin? Yeah. 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 That was, that was was actually like my last really big trip. That's kind of huge, right? That was a huge trip. But yeah, it was kind of like a, a lifetime it's like cool like the video i saw trip. for it was legit yeah I, mean, I think i helped market that thing yeah. <laughs> sustainable future everyone <laughs> um i just i it only gives me a glimpse into what that's about you know yeah that's it, yeah those are amazing trips like honestly yeah. they're a lot of work um you know it's like they're kind of expensive kind of you need to like start organizing things like way in advance mm-hmm. which i'm not really good at a yeah. little more like spontaneous. Kind of right. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, I am the same way. but, uh, honestly, like those, I've been on a few of those trips, like Baffin and I mean, Baffin was honestly like maybe sort of the ultimate, like it seems fucking cool. It's, dude. it's like going to Mars. It's the yeah. craziest place on earth, especially where we were, where we went, like got dropped off by a boat up a, Fjord in the middle that, of nowhere. What, didn't you climb, climb that thing called the Beluga or something? What'd Beluga, you, yeah. Did you guys name that? Uh, the f- the feature was named, we called the route that we climbed on it, the uh, the harpoon. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, think that was in the, I don't think that was in the video. I don't know, maybe it was. Uh, yeah, I it don't know. It was the video made for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who, we, like, who filmed it? Uh, it was primarily our buddy Josh, oh. Josh Levine, who was on the trip with right. us. And also that. a super badass sender. Yeah, like, I remember you. I remember he's, that. Uh, he's like, yeah, kind of, I wouldn't say... One of a kind, but there's very few people who com- combine his level of Compensate. climbing and filmmaking and right. whatnot. Um, so yeah, no. he, it was rad having him. So that's it. That was in that was on Baffin Island. Yeah, and then so you had to f- you flew from Vancouver to where first? Uh, you had to probably flew, take a few flights. Yeah, right? there's like a, I think we stopped off in Toronto. Oh, whatever. Whatever. But I mean, Anyways, you fly to, ha- to Iqaluit. Oh, okay. Get uh, and pro tip, I don't know if this still stands, but um, it pro used to tip. be like uh, take if, your own milk. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, stuff's expensive over there. No, you can fly on um aeroplan points, and because it's at least at the time within Canada, like it was considered a domestic flight. Yeah, so it was kind of like it was no more expensive to fly to a Calouet than it was to fly to. Ottawa or some, right. you know, like kind of cool. long haul domestic flight. But isn't it like, oh, cause you, you fly, is it an international airport up there, I guess, or no? Well, no, we made like a, you know, a point of flying like strictly on our driver's licenses because it's in Canada, yeah. but it's like, it's like going to the other side of the world. Like literally it's the other side of the world, sure, but yeah, it's, it's far like, away. it feels like getting to Argentina is less of a, 
less of a hassle than getting to yeah. Iqaluit. No one <laughs> travels to like the reason why people get paid so much up there. And they're like, there's like you get if you're a government worker up there, you get a bunch of money because no one wants to be there. Yeah. Okay. Well, so like, well, that's no, rude. Pe- Sorry, pe- I should pe- say that. People are just pe- people want to be there, away. but it's it's definitely a lifestyle choice. Yeah, you know? for like, sure. It's yeah. out of the way. Um, and how I shouldn't have said you know people want to be there. That's rude. <laughs> I apologize, everybody that's there who wants to be there. Uh, but that kind of stuff. Like, so what do you do? You miss that? Like, when's the, that's the last time I speak? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, if you do I, something, you got an itch to do something else. Are you like anything that's like nothing that's like burning me up? Like honestly, the the last few years just being self-employed yeah feels like its own crazy trip (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like pretty (laughs) all-consuming yeah there's a lot of first ascents a lot of like yeah first ascents for sure just probably yeah yeah, Yeah. like on sighting of like various (laughs) uh cruxy things and the the whole like going on like multi-month uh (laughs) adventures is like my head would just explode like now we've got like we're at a little bit of time off and all i want to do is just like chill and squamish yeah and do day hits like wait till my buddy calls me and was like hey i'm going for a bike ride let's go and i'm like oh. cool okay cool yeah, yeah. that sounds good <laughs> yeah it's funny how all the analogies people use from sports eh? like yeah. <laughs> like and as 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 sports become more mainstream those analogies come in so the crux of things right yeah, like yeah 20 years yeah. ago nobody who skied or people who just wouldn't know the word crux maybe and even not now but now it's like I don't climb. But yeah. yeah, I climb it, but I use the word crux on that. The yeah. crux, it's, and I'm like, only because it influenced. It's so funny how, like, <laughs> when a sport makes its rise into, like, yeah. common ground. Yeah. You know, now that surfing and skateboarding are going to be in the Olympics, people start using some, like, surfing and skateboarding terms, like, to, like, refer to their accounting document. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm curious about, because uh, the term send has been in, in climbing yeah. vernacular for, like, decades. Like, yeah, like, you, like, send it when you're going skiing. It's like, yeah, people still do it. Yeah, but if, I mean... Maybe I just wasn't. Maybe I, I just know about the climbing side of it because I've. You're a climber. I'm a climber, but like, have people been saying "send it" on skis for like twenty yeah. years? I'm a skier. I've been skiing for like thirty years. I have no idea. Did Did you used to say that like when you were a kid? I don't. I don't. Like, remember. do you remember people saying "send, send it. it"? Yeah. And like, now it's like everyone's like, there's Instagram accounts like get sendy and which, stuff like that. <laughs> that's so fucking annoying, man. Because. Yeah. Uh, everybody Instagram account just I can just I follow four accounts they all post the same video within half an hour right uh, as far as they're just like a echo chamber like yeah. boom 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 go to Worst, the best like yeah. fail videos like <laughs> from fails more echoey than this room uh, but no I think like uh, that I don't know man sending sendy because that's literally something climbers would say like I don't yeah. at least 20 years ago like sure yeah I sent it I sent my project like which where did that come from yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm like, just curious like, what the someone history of that mix is. Mix up the word ascend and say I sent. Maybe. Like, yeah, oh, I sent it. Yeah. I sent, send. Yeah, like yeah send there you it. go. It's like a sh- maybe that's what it does. Yeah. All those acid heads in Valley or in the Valley yeah. Uprising. <laughs> yeah, totally. Send, bro. Oh, dude, I sent it. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. So that's, that's funny how those sports, like, you know, where, where these sports come from. Uh, you know, climbing comes from, fuck, I don't know. I only know climbing through history of, like, watching, like, you know, the vi- like next next Valley shit, Brett, which yeah. is a best. I watch. I love that fucking movie. I haven't I watched it yet. Oh man, I know. Maybe, I'm bad. You know I haven't what? watched maybe any of those not, movies. Maybe it's not for climbers. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I used to, I used to go to the, the indoor gym in Whistler a bunch like last year the year before and with some friends of mine. We would always yell Valley Uprising. <laughs> we would like try to get like the, like in the boulder that one move. <laughs> um, we make the guy laugh and fall off the wall. But uh, 
yeah, the word send. I when I was a kid, we used to ski snowboard. I didn't I didn't really, I didn't know even climbing really existed really much when I was young. Um but yeah, I would think that send is a word that they used. Like send it was it's been around longer than I can remember. Yeah. Okay. But now that I've grown up and when I worked at Arcterics, I think yeah, I I think it must have come from climbing. Yeah. I, I because at some point mountaineering and climbing crossed. Yeah. Or I don't know if they started together, but like did climbing must have come from mountaineering? Yeah, they've always been I mean the, one I mean yeah. not they're definitely pretty distinct, but it's like to somebody outside of the world, they're sides. kind of like yeah. one big thing, you know? So maybe it crossed over that way. Maybe like, you know, there's big alpine skier guys who climbed and ascending and sending. Yeah. Maybe just, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's probably, maybe it's just some word that the French guys used. That yeah. They didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> send it. No, man. Jacques, that's uh, not the correct usage of it. Yeah. Are you saying send it? <laughs> no, I said ascend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. Lots of translation. <laughs> I don't know. That's uh uh, the whole terms of climbing things and stuff and like i try to use the word stoked less less I, I think i'm trying to use words that are yeah like, there's a few of these words that are like yeah, like epic no longer matters unless you're talking about like faith no more or like you know there's no yeah. epic is kind of like or like i remember when uh i don't know if it was eric peterson uh um not eric peterson um damn it uh Anyway, I remember back in the day, some guys would talk about like, you know, the word extreme, no, the word extreme skiing no longer, it's severe skiing. Right. Like those words just become like obsolete almost, right? Yeah. So like words like send, I mean, sending's probably not going to go obsolete, but like words like stoked stuff, I'm trying to use like the real word, like I'm going to get excited. Yeah. Like <laughs> I want to use like, like, let's like, or like I got up that. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not saying we have to, but when you try to put those words into real life, like you're asking, like. Like no one goes, I sent that at the grocery store today. Like, you know, like I ran on the aisle, I sent it. Yeah. Like that's yeah. like, you know, or like, it's just like, or I sent it last night. Yeah. I just got so drunk. That's yeah. like these, I just think it's funny how we apply words to things that. I think it's human nature to use like, get yeah. these words and then you hang, use hang the on. shit out of them basically until People they become on. meaningless. Yeah. And, and then you need new words and then. It's funny yeah. how we all go through. Like you, you probably you'll find you'll hear a word. That's a funny word, and then yeah. all of a sudden now you use it all the time. Yeah. Like yesterday, my buddy and I were biking, and I was a really rowdy bike ride. I'm like, that was a fucking healthy run. Yeah. And I was like, ah, healthy's pretty funny, so I'm yeah. gonna use that. <laughs> time, I mean, I was healthy. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just these words you apply to things that don't have any relation to it. But it's like, I just think we use have you words. noticed, right? Oh, dude, I say all the time. I always go. Oh, dude. I, I never, I never used to say that. Now I find myself. And somebody you says something, you're like, right? And you, I got it from CD. Any. <laughs> But uh, I think Americans do that kind of stuff, right? A lot. Yeah. But uh, then you won't use that word in, in a year. You'll use something else. You'll be like, you'll yeah. be like, you're like, totally. Yeah. Like that'll change, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's cool. I like bringing back old words like radical. Radical, like saying, yeah. And saying yeah. the whole word. Yeah. Gnarly. Um, it's super yeah. rad. Uh, <laughs> but um, there are just, yeah, there are words that these, they're influenced from. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I like, the, I like the word play. I like, I like, I mean, getting stuck on words until they're like, they make you want to punch somebody Everyone is not good, it. but like, I like definitely, you, you know, I mean, you know, Paul McSorley. Oh, he's got words for everything. He's got his own like lexicon. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> he's so and, uh, so yeah, you're, it, you're like, I think it's climbing talk. I think it's just Paul talk, right? Yeah. There's definitely climbing talk. And then there's Paul talk. I learned that. I was like, Paul says some climbing words and I was yeah. like, wait, this is just Paul yeah. saying these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Menship. Like what send manship you know like oh, just cut the, yeah, <laughs> like right. he just adds it on to the end so Aussie of him. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's funny i think uh, uh i like saying words that just 
like I use the word deadly a lot. That's deadly. fucking deadly. Yeah. And yeah. I, it's, yeah. I, I'll write, I've said this before, but like I work at, we all, you know, I guess you interact with professional people. Like you have to email people, like people, at other companies and executive stuff. And like, I'll, I'll use the word deadly in an email. Like, and I'm like, people are like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, you're sending, you're sending a text to like the VP of accounting. Like this is deadly. You know, like how was your weekend? All deadly. You know, like what? <laughs> like, who is this guy? It's so funny. I think I think emailing somebody it, died. What? What? <laughs> yeah, that restaurant deadly. What happened? People killing people. <laughs> but I think like that's. Uh, what was I gonna say? Shit. Um. I think it's interesting when you mix like the the type of life that you know you, you lead or whatever. That I, let's say I lead whatever, but we're like we're not. We work in a profession that we love to do, but like I I come from like I went to school for marketing, and I was and my my dad was a school teacher and everything else, so my brother's in the business side of things and I, I i grew up thinking that business was business and like play was play i didn't know about designers or what you could do and like you could have a life where you could like you know bike to work or take your lunch off and things like that and and then now we're in these spots where it's like we have people who are climbers people who are like in these, in these professional industries who bring these cultures into the bank where they work or they bring these cultures right. into like wherever they work and sometimes you have to shut it off you know so I, and i'm like i don't think we need to have to you shouldn't have to do that yeah so like if i if I work in a professional in the professional environment, even our chair is pretty professional as far as the office goes. I mean, we had computers, so professionals. Yeah. But like, uh, it just seemed it was natural that you could just bring your life into your work. Yeah. Which then I was like, this is getting too much. I can't bring my life into work too much because people bring everything. In yeah. Life. Yeah. But I think it's funny how you can just be a climber who builds climbing gear, builds stuff that you like, and there's no need to like have to put a suit on or you know whatever. But when you send an email to somebody, it's not a, I. I I used to think that I had to like change who I was when I would communicate with people. Yeah. It never worked. Yeah. It never worked. And so I think it's funny we use these words like, you know, I, if you use these words in, in emails, people, I don't know. I just think it's funny. I love to catch people off guard. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, wor I work in a cannabis industry, so everyone's pretty, pretty free thinking. But sometimes <laughs> you're like, you know, I go to the corporate office in Toronto and I start talking and I'm like, people are, it's, it's, it is interesting when you cross the boundaries that, 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 um, you're not used to seeing. Yeah. So I go to Toronto, I do work and I'm like, I live the West coast lifestyle. We, you know, I go in like a t-shirt and jeans. Everyone's like kind of dressed up. I'm like, Oh shit, I'm not even dressed up here. Yeah. But I'm like, what am I doing? It's not so like, I remember like conformity. I guess, I guess what I'm saying is like conformity's annoying and it's, you don't have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do remember like when I was at Arc'teryx, I was working on the shoes with the guys oh, in yeah. France and that was kind of like my first experience of really dealing, dealing with people outside of, where I had to like write a lot of emails and I was doing that as like very informal. Yeah. And the only problem, that's kind of why I like to pick up the phone and yeah. Or if I'm going to write a translation email. Yeah. Like I, the, the, it's just a little bit risky sometimes. Like if you're too, <laughs> sure. <laughs> if you say yeah. deadly and then they think somebody died or if you're just like too informal and then they, I don't know, like it, well, now they look now I like I write emails and I, I only use like point form like I'll say right. one sentence and then like everything else will be that. in like point form because I just don't want it to be misconstrued like I'd rather people think I'm just being a little bit like harsh but get like a very clear sense right. of what I'm saying than to write like a long elaborate wordy See, email the way. <laughs> I, I, I do elaborate so I don't come across like I'm harsh right because I have people who respond okay yeah and I'm like, I sent you two pages. We have things right. to talk about here. <laughs> okay. Well, that's when you pick up the phone. I know. That's when you pick up I'm the phone. Bad. Yeah. I don't read that yeah. email a hundred times. I th yeah. It is interesting. Yeah. yeah. I've just had like some experiences where 
Yeah, like especially too if you even like English speaking to English speaking like no oh, translation yeah. things. It's just like you're just trying to say stuff, and it just needs to be like crystal you know i take every email i get personally for some reason <laughs> every yeah. email i get i'm like what are you yeah. yelling at me i'm like wait no they're yeah. just telling me to fucking you know do this yeah i totally. take it for, I t- yeah. so bad. but that's where i find like the the point form yeah you're like obviously this isn't somebody just like being a dick it's just like i don't have time. these are the things that yeah. need to happen and if you have more questions like Call me or whatever. <laughs> it's funny how long. So yeah, you're right because it takes. Maybe maybe that's like a you know like my kind of like OCD like designer like most efficient sort of probably like, you you design efficient things you design yeah. things to be like it's less bullshit. strip strip down to like it's you know. emails just come in, you just you send blank emails <laughs> just like yeah. uh, you said be in touch every day yeah. One emoji. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smiley face emoji. I use them. I think uh, that's the thing too, is like now that you can use emojis and emails, like so my company uses Gmail and I send, I send, I made up this emoji <laughs> where you, you know, you know the other symbol, they have rock horns. I do two rock horns and they, uh, the emoji in the middle, like I'm at a rock concert. Like, yeah. And, uh, and I send that someone, that's my, that's my, that's my like, okay. Like that's how I and I'm like, what am I doing, man? I'm like sending like, you know, people like this. And then s- someone called oh, me Oh, man. Whole, whole PhDs have been written on oh, the uh, transformation of the language. language through, you know, like, OMG, happy oh. face. Like, you know, like, wh- what is that? Is it wrong? Or is it just, you know, we don't speak like they did in well, Shakespeare. Every- so the language just evolved to, it's just the next step. Symbols. It's, yeah. Well, it's, we're devolving into symbols again. Like you go into a cave back in the day and you scrape in a, di- a, a bird and a whatever because you killed it. And it's like arrowed a bird and then it's like meal yeah, fire. Letters are just symbols as well. They're just like strings of symbols. Sure. <laughs> right. But then like, yeah. But one letter can't convey a whole idea except for the word K or maybe Y. <laughs> yeah. Like if yeah. You, uh, what letter can convey a whole word? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's true. And like imagine someone's like, hey, spell the letter O. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, O-O-H. Yeah. Or O-H. Like, yeah. that's, I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I'm trying to detect <laughs> the language here. Um, so, uh, I'm curious, though, when you go on, like, we when you were in, when you were in, Bam, uh, in Baffin and those, in those places, like, um, you're with guys like Paul McSorley, who are, like, you know, cr- crazy climbers. I, I know you're, you know, you're well averse and you're, you're experienced. I mean, how do you how do you gauge the level of risk you're willing to take with when you're going like uh, when you were going with Paul? Like, I mean, I guess everyone there because and you were with you were with Paul Bride, Paul McSorley, and who? Uh, no, uh, Paul McSorley, Josh Levine, and then Crosby Johnson was there. Okay, fourth. yeah, and like I would guess all those guys. Like, do you have to go in considering yourself equals, or do you have to go in knowing that each their, each each of you has strengths that you have to play off? Of? Like, how do you? Yeah, I think like it's like picking your climbing partner. I guess you have to know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I I did not count myself as like some like the, the strong link in that that's chain. C- that's kind of why I wanted to ask around him <laughs> away. I didn't want to yeah. be like, hey, you weren't the guy, you weren't these guys. But like, yeah, I mean, I knew that like going into it, uh, Josh and Crosby were like super fired up, and those guys actually went and put up like another route while we were there because they were just like so fired up and kind of had like their own little two man epic, right? Um, well, Paul and I were like hanging out in camp, just kind of right. chilling. Uh, and how far away is this? Like Baffin Island, it's like how far? 
like you're near the I'm, i have no idea about geography so i'm gonna get yeah. an idiot here but how like are you like you're up by the arctic circle we're we were like north Baffin. of the Ar- arctic circle okay right yeah, okay um so you're, and your like, communication is we had a sat phone and in reach devices but because we're so far north and because there's giant granite walls everywhere uh, it was spotty like we could get messages through actually the in reach because you just like you can just like type a message on like your phone and then in the mall it doesn't come out anywhere what's that <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah it's just like being in the mall basically <laughs> yeah, that yeah. dead zone in the yeah. food court yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah it was like <clears throat> you definitely feel pr- pretty far out there yeah like it's pretty wild and then do you like i don't know like i think you know i'll be i, I get into situations that aren't crazy but like you know um, I was like, well, should I be here? I was second guessing. Is like, do you you can't be like that? Like, how do you keep like the? Mor- I don't even like the word to use morale because it's yeah. fucking used so much. How do you get the morale high? I yeah. think it sounds dumb, but like, yeah. how do you keep your confidence high when you're like, I don't know. It's so many variables. I don't know. It's yeah bizarre to me. I've never been in that situation. So it seems it's like, I mean, it, you have to rely. It, way, it weighs on like you. That that was one nice thing. We were a team of four. Yeah. That actually brings a lot of confidence if you're just like you and your buddy yeah. or there's guys who go up there and just like solo big wall climb in the yeah. middle of nowhere. I'm just like, I can't even imagine like that. Oh, oh there yeah, we go. There's Charlie. Yeah, you can go oh, check it out if you need to. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, there he is. What's up, buddy? Charlie is uh, Tony's dog. Is it a rescue? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, you got it from Mexico? He came from Texas. Oh, Texas. Oh, right. Tex-Mex, right. Yeah, sweet. Hey. Can you call them Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know why they make... Yeah. It's a cute dog. It's super shiny. Do you feed it stuff that, uh, good, that's good for its coat? What's that's a weird thing to think to me? <laughs> like, when I was a kid, my parents were like, put, put some bacon fat on your dog's food because it's good for their coat. I'm like, their coat. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't put bacon fat on my food it's good for my hair <laughs> like I don't, I don't know it's just weird to me that people are like it's good for his coat that's a weird thing to say he's, no he's just a healthy little dude yeah, <laughs> yeah right. he's so awesome you, so you got him from Texaco <laughs> <laughs> no he well he came from Texas uh, we picked him up in Seattle because I think well Trino is looking for a dog forever and it's actually kind of hard. Like she applied for numerous dogs. It's tough around here. They're like, we don't yeah. give it to you why? Because you don't. You work. You yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't know why. Why she couldn't get a dog here? So she's like cast her net a little wider, and like literally like on Petfinder, you can put like hundred kilometer radius that yeah. you're willing to go get a dog. And Everett Washington was in there, and I guess because Texas kills dogs. Like if they've been what too round too long? Oh uh, well, everybody does that. Every most I, shelters yeah. do. It. I don't know. I I think, anyways, for whatever reason, there's Texas reason. there's like this sort of like underground, you dog know, dog rescue program. Dog rescue going program. On. It's not underground. It's like legit. But um, they basically will ship dogs from Texas up to the Pacific Northwest, and they drove a van full of dogs. Uh, Sounds like a cool movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the next uh, Wes Anderson yeah. Isle of Dogs. <laughs> a, yeah, Van of yeah, Van of Dogs. Yeah, yeah. Wow, but uh, that's cool. Anyway, so Charlie got shipped up from Texas, and we went down to Seattle at the 
humane society and picked him up in the parking lot. We had no idea what he was going to be like, right. except for like a few pictures and like one little video. That's cool. And it was like, okay, I hope he's cool. He's and pretty rad. I mean, I've known him for like what three hours. He's yeah. seems pretty rad. Yeah, he's pretty. Good I dude. think that is fucking bizarre and a bit backwards that like you can't. The process to get a dog that was given up by idiot owners or whatever, even just maybe I shouldn't say idiots. People are just like. Whatever the circumstances is, you have to give up a dog. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, hi, I'm Ryan. I have a nice home. Yeah. You can come and see it. Yeah. Yeah, I have a job. Yeah, yeah I have this. Yeah. I'll get a dog sitter. And you won't give it to me because what? Like I've had friends who try to get a dog, but they're single and they work. Uh, and they, they're like, well, you can't have a dog because you, you can't take care of him. Like this dog was dropped off by somebody at your facility and yeah. I'm coming to you to get one. Yeah. I didn't buy a puppy and get rid of it because I can't deal with it. I'm coming yeah. to you to get a rescue dog because I want to rescue a dog. Yeah. Now I have to go to Texas to get a fucking dog. I, I, I'm not, I don't, the process to me doesn't, I don't know much about the process, but on the outside, that seems utterly ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm glad you guys, I'm glad we, you guys could save a dog. Yeah. No matter where it's from. Yeah. But the fact that you had to go through the struggle of like, you know, and the fact that those dogs in Texas can't be saved. It's yeah. It's fucking sad too, but like, yeah. that is crazy to me. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I've never really thought we would get a dog from anywhere, but just like it's thousands of miles away when yeah. you can just <laughs> get one probably from the local SPCA, but they're not doing it because they're like, yeah, our criteria, like that's how, yeah, uh, it's strange, man. I I think also part part of it was that Trina also, because we both had dogs before and she had some criteria of what size and, you know, you know, like she wanted a dog that was going to suit us as well. And maybe none of the dogs that were readily available around here were necessarily I guess that's fair. I shouldn't be so harsh because I, yeah. I have allergies really bad. And I can't yeah. just go. I couldn't. If I if I went and like rescued a dog, I would have to get a specific dog. Right. But yeah. no one, the dogs that I can get, no one gives those up. Right. Like no one gives up a poodle. Right. Because like, they're either rich people who have the money or they get yeah. an annual account. Yeah. People give up like a Rottweiler. Like, I'm like, well, I can't. Yeah. Have, like, I, I can't. I'll sneeze. I'll die. I'll pass out. <laughs> but like, I guess I should talk so yeah. I'm a bit uninformed. But I feel like on the outside, it does seem strange that criteria alone or whatever it is aside like the yeah. fact that you have to and then they're like hey and then they have the ads where it's like come and save a dog yeah i, I want to save a dog yeah hey, you can't you, yeah well, you, have you thought about like i mean it's good i guess i guess they do that because like dogs idea. have been you know given to people and then you know the last thing a shelter wants is that dog to come back. That dog to come back because oh they were we were just kind of trying it out and it didn't work out and now we'll return the dog like that's got it like dogs are yeah, pretty sensitive they get fair. they get every time that happens I'm sure they get like harder and harder to oh yeah to dude. deal with you know like it's it, like a foster kid yeah I mean literally it's a foster dog yeah I guess I shouldn't jump on the gun like that but I do think it's a little bit strange the, the ju- hoops you have to jump through yeah. I know they don't want the dog to go to a bad home I get that that's awesome yeah but clearly. Some people aren't like if if like, I I've been I've a friend of mine I can't remember the fuck it was single dude couldn't get a dog because he had to like his he didn't like work from home or something yeah which and I had friends who a single buddy of mine who did get a dog from a rescue right so I don't know I think it's uh it's cool that you guys did that for sure yeah I, some people I don't know people who bring them back um, it must be difficult because I've had seen friends bring them back from, like Mexico and like from totally. South America and stuff yeah. and a friend of mine uh Eddie uh, has a dog she brought back and. That is cool. Yeah. That must, uh, how do you, I mean, must be some paperwork involved in that. I don't think so. Like, honestly, because <laughs> that was, put them in a cart. That was the thing is like, we have a bunch of friends who have 
Mexican dogs from Baja or wherever. Put truck they, they truck like, we're down there hanging out and this dog latched onto them and they're like, ah, I'm, I'm going to bring it home. And then they bring it home and I think you just, you Neuter know, get it. maybe get like some sh- shots or whatever and put Neuter it in the crate it, and bring it home. It. Yeah. 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 And because you can't, well, you can't bring it. You have to, you have to have declaration and paperwork to bring a dog. Into the yeah. I think there's maybe a bit of paperwork, but it's not like, like it's, it's not that hard, you know, like people do it on the, at the end of their vacation. Right. They'll be there for two weeks, fall in yeah. love with a dog and bring it have home. the dog home with them. Yeah, I wish I didn't have allergies because I would have a dog for sure. Yeah. And I, I don't want to say this, but like, I don't want to, I don't want to get a shitty dog. Yeah. Like no, I, I mean. My parents had a poodle when I was younger. They're pretty cool dogs. But I'm like, I also understand the fact that, you know, I don't, I travel a bit for work. And as much as we guys have a dog, I'm like, I can't use it. I can't have to take care of all the time. And I feel like if you have to leave your dog for an extended period of time on its own, it's tough, man. Yeah. Like my buddy Jeff has a little French bulldog. It's pretty fucking hilarious. And he works in, uh, he works in like, he's a machine operator. He just brings it to work with him. And it sits right. in the machine with him or sits in whatever. <laughs> hangs out. Yeah, it's like a tiny dog. It sits on this yeah. huge site, like yeah. huge machinery, like <laughs> millions of pounds of machinery. Yeah. It's pretty cool. You know, I think that's, that's pretty rad. They're, they're, yeah. They're, when you get a good one, when you get the one that's like right for sure. you. Yeah. Which, I mean, will probably end up happening as long as it's not like a total crazy dog. Right. Uh, How long have you had him for, Charlie? Like three, four months. Oh. That's I th- oh no oh, yeah. cool yeah he's only yeah we got him in like March oh okay so like nice yeah yeah I think uh, there's fuck it, these towns like every it seems like there's dog parks and do- oh speaking of dogs I had a friend of mine who has like this like, wolf dog oh <laughs> I talked about before sorry I'm gonna shit on the side a little bit uh, it's huge it looks scary I'm like there's dogs to me that I'm like wow it's a crazy dog yeah like huge animals yeah like some of them like some of these dogs I see they're like. 200 pounds or yeah you know, like, uh, yeah I, I, I can't Im- i couldn't imagine like i think that well that was part of the thing with charlie he's like 40 pounds right he's like small enough that you can pick him up yeah but he's big enough that he can still rip do shit on, on a you know like he can keep up on a mountain bike yeah. ride and stuff like that he can bike he ride a bike that's cool <laughs> yeah that's amazing yeah he's got legs never seen it before yeah. uh but <laughs> yeah man i think uh so no, I, we I love getting sidetracked. It's hilarious. Uh, but we were talking about uh, your trip to Baffin and, and mm-hmm. just like you know small groups people and like trying to find the confidence in the crew that you're with and you know where you see these variables and how to have like, if it's two guys or four guys. But um, I, and we talked about like your how you mentally see yourself in the group. Yeah. Um, do you guys talk about this stuff first when I mean, you go and you're like, hey, like um, we're gonna go to Baffin, we're gonna do this first ascent, we're gonna do this like. Uh, I'm the ropes guy, like I'm the, you know what I mean? Like I, you know what I mean? Like, is there, or like, you know, um, we talk about like first responders or when you're somewhere, someone's got to take charge. Like when you're surf- searching for somebody in an avalanche, it's like, okay, take charge, lead the group. Is there, an, there must be being like an obvious leader or does that emerge or do you talk about it before? It, we never really t- define roles, but like. Cause you're all friends, were you all friends before you went on this? Like you all oh knew yeah. each other? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like. Josh was climbing super well. I hadn't hardly been climbing at all. Paul's always climbing yeah. well. Crosby is also climbing super well. So those guys were, Josh and Crosby were like, obviously like fired up cool. for this trip. Yeah. And it wasn't that Paul and I were just kind of like tagging along, but like if it came down to it and it was like, okay, uh, there's like this 
I mean, ever like you don't know when you're doing a first ascent. Like, you don't know. You, you don't know. You don't. Yeah, different you don't know. Yeah, you don't know if like this is like the crux pitch or not. So right. you kind of go take a stab at it, and then, or if you look at it, and you're like, dude, I this looks really gnarly. You go for it, right? And like in that scenario, yeah, there's a few times when like Josh and Crosby were just like. Fuck yeah, let me at it. You know, like I remember, yeah. like we yeah. were like in the Arctic and Crosby like ripped his shirt off and like started climbing the crack. It was pretty impressive. Be, <laughs> I mean, I've been in, I've been in, on small trips, but there must be times where like you, the elation, like the the just the passion behind what's going on, you just get pumped. You're like, no one's around. There's four of you guys. You can celebrate. You can be goofy, whatever. And you're just like, man, we just did this crazy thing together. Yeah, it's it must. I've never really experienced it before, but it must be crazy to be like in the literally in the middle of nowhere you have to make an effort to even get close to making it out alive. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and you make <laughs> these things and people are like, it must be, ah, it must be fucking cool to be like, we just did these incredible feats yeah. in, in somewhat relative safety. Like, yeah. I mean, it's obviously risk, but like, and when the confidence is there, it makes it obviously kills the risk, but it, yeah, I can't like when you just to get to these spots, there's nothing else around you for I think that's a lifetime. I think that's, that's a weird thing. I mean, Nowadays, with with you know social media and 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 like the fact that there's a a video of that trip, I'm stoked, stoked. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited, that happy that there's this record of that because it was an amazing experience, Um, and I'm happy to share it with people. But I've always been kind of slightly resistant to uh, publicizing. Things it's like, it's like because it it's like it's your trip and like I think that was like maybe for me anyways like a part of it was that you just do these things and yeah. it was you and your buddy and and then like when you got home your buddies would appreciate the gra- gravitude or whatever of what you'd done gravity gravity is it gravity yeah gravity the immensity the immensity yeah. the radness the of radness, what you yeah. had just how done how deadly it was yeah how deadly <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah. And it like, but you like to, to me to seek more, um, Notarized. validation or sure. whatever beyond that seems kind of, it's a bit selfish, it's a bit like kind of boastful. You look yeah. like some like Luca Lindic, right? That guy, that climber that he's like, oh, yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't like to say shit and he's legit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You that's, I mean? see, that was always a thing in my mind and maybe the way that I was brought up around climbing was it like. You never brag, like you never, yeah. you never like s- spray. No matter what, your, climbing, skiing, you know. fucking working, yeah. right? Yeah. You shouldn't you shouldn't like? I mean, you got to be confident. You got to be like proud of what you do. Yeah. But like, there's a there's a point yeah. of like telling a story and explaining yeah. what you've done. Then yeah. there's also like pushing your successes onto the world yeah. because you they think you, people you think people need to hear yeah. it. Yeah, I I I mean, but it's I something I struggle with because I I do. You don't do it for like, publicity. I I feel like. I mean, for me personally, like there's probably things I could have sprayed about a little bit more and and would have been like, yeah, just because it's awesome and like people actually appreciate it. Like I've got friends who are like, dude, what are you up to? And I'm like, well, you know, I've been doing this or that. And they're like, huh? And then you're like, they're like, oh, that's awesome. Like you should post more pictures or whatever. And I'm like, eh, well, like there's a million pictures out there and like, does the world really need more pictures? And, and sorry, this is this is all leading up to like my new 
something I'm working yeah, on. Cool. Yeah, yeah which see. which I'm trying to challenge myself. There's okay. like a challenge actually for myself to yeah. to try and be a little bit more open and sharing about cool. this the stuff that I'm working yeah. on. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, thing yeah. is like the thing is I like you go, but you don't like the pressure to feel that way is strange because it's not coming from. It feels like our world in general is building this pressure. People need to promote what they're doing. You know, like yeah. it's like, or or t- to fit in, you have to tell everybody what you're up to. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, it's you don't, but you don't have to. No. It's only if you want to. Yeah. And if you feel like you want to right now, then that's yeah. cool. Yeah. If I I know that you're not a guy who just bends to pressure, so it's cool that you are saying I just and you don't. I, don't, I think it's cool that you're just deciding that you want to do it, not because you, you're going to tell everybody, but because you decided you want to do it. Yeah. But like, it's it shouldn't be. It should just be because you want to. And if you want yeah. to, that's great. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. So if you want to share it, and that's cool. Yeah. If you don't want to, then don't fucking share it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think that's but always it's also gonna, the thing. The, trick. Is, the thing is, too, is like uh, with this podcast, too, and friends who are writers, and like yeah. y- you're open, you open yourself up to criticism when you do these kind of things. Right? Yeah. And I think that's a, a, like why I'm like challenging myself to do this is because, yeah, I it's scary to put something out there because, you know, when you create something, and then you put it out there and then people can shit on it and like troll it and, you know, make comments and whatever. And like, yeah, no, I'm waiting I mean, for that to happen to this. I haven't, heard, I haven't been shit on yet, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah. And I mean, ideally everyone loves it, but sure. I think will. also, I mean, like, like well, I, you, you, I, I like doing art stuff. Like I went to art school, like yeah. design school, but it was an art school and, and doing, I, I appreciate art that is provocative and maybe you don't totally get it, but it gives you a feeling and maybe it's like a funny feeling that yeah. you're like, oh, this is fucking weird, but <laughs> weird I stuff. can't look away. Like, I'm into that. Like, I think that that's like kind of the point of art is not yeah. to just make something that's like, hey, that's really nice to look at. Like, it should maybe be like, it's mm, weird a little bit like what's going on what is that i think if you're not creating controversy for lack of a better term if you're not creating like people's if you're not getting people to to disagree with you if no one disagrees with you it's not that interesting yeah you know like if people disagree then then the person who agrees has to decide to agree disagree yeah and then it makes it interesting i think if if you do art that just everyone's like that's cool it's like if you don't take a stand and stay at the fence all the time, it's it's just I think it's it's good to put it out there and be like, hey, like I follow this Instagram account called Porous Walker. Okay. It's fucking <laughs> bizarre. All he does, he shows he is like he's a cartoonist. He has like just it's just sexual things, but it's so fucking funny. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Like fireworks. It's really strange. Yeah. But it's it's the weirdest art I've seen in a long time. And I'm like, yeah. it's, it's but it's like and it's funny. Yeah. And I think uh people got to put themselves out there yeah. and just do it. And if you're doing something cool, I don't know what you're doing. I we yeah. talked a bit about it, but yeah. uh, I think it's, it's like a, it's going to be a, a passion project to keep you happy with what you're doing as far as work goes too. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it, it, it's like a lot of the stuff we've been talking about, like marketing and, mm-hmm. and branding and environment and like all of these sorts of things. It's like, for me, it's just a way of processing a lot of those exact topics. Right. And kind of making a joke of it. And it's only probably yes. really a joke for me. No, like when people you. see it, they're probably like, that's just fucking weird. I don't get it. But for me, it's like an inside joke of an inside joke of an inside joke. Right. And, you know, like Julian 
Julian's in on it, right. Ross is in on it, and it's like this kind cool. of conversation that we've been having. And then now, like, I'm literally, I'm like, okay, I gotta like, I just gotta put this out there, and like, people will be like, what the fuck? So, how where long? How long? I don't know what it is. You don't say, but where how, where are you at in the process? Like, uh, like I've, so it's it's basically this brand, okay, that I've started, yeah, called Kurlib, which is like an inside joke, okay, because Kurlib stands for cool lib like french for free running oh okay <laughs> right okay because yeah. it's like parkour kind of like parkour but like it was came from when i was working at solomon or at arcteryx at solomon the and, shoes, they, yeah. and they had invented sky running and trail running and like all this stuff and they like have all these words and i'm like amazing by the way <laughs> i can tell already i'm excited for this <laughs> so it's it's cool because it's french for french free running everything's funny in french yeah. for sure. <laughs> also it's a french double entendre for free heart oh cool lib cool like they're kind of the same so it's like c-u-r-l-i-b cool lib and then and then uh yeah, just like because I'm such a product person, yeah. like designer, um, and I'm awesome. like, it drives me mad when it doesn't drive me mad. Like I'm just like starting to appreciate marketing and branding and like the impact that that can actually have and how it can totally eclipse product and design right. in some ways. Like yeah. if you just have like a really clever marketing branding story Dude, so fuck. i'm it's i'm all... trying to do my version of marketing branding I'm so excited to hear about this <laughs> like, yeah sorry go on so yeah so it's like this kind of like I, I do have product i'm making like singlets like running singlets sick like really like it's like the most basic and, and, thing you can yeah. ever make are they good though like are you making like, oh yeah they're gonna yeah. be sick I'm like be i'm getting i'm getting like some nice italian you sick. know like that's gonna be the best part fabrics and whatever but then the branding is like just a bright yellow stripe of like of course man yellow like day this glow i'm not even surprised <laughs> you're telling me this the way i the way i know you a little bit like it doesn't surprise me this is, gonna be, this is hilarious yeah actually hang on one sec sure yeah <laughs> Uh, Tony's just walking around the shop trying to show me what he's going to work on here. Uh, that bag is legit too, eh? This is all my stuff. Oh. Oh, you're quite far along. Yeah, I'm just like prototyping. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I have one of these? you got to make me some of that. Fuck yeah, that's cool. So it's like super minimal. There's no... Like from a design perspective, it's like oh, breaking no. all the rules. There's no like there's trims nothing. or anything. Cool. And then that's that's the that's the brand. That's the logo. Just and that stripe. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then the idea is that you can actually you can write on it and make your own message. So. Oh yeah. I've done ones where it's like, like winner. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Dude, that's you don't have to put the headphones on every time you want. You can just leave them off because it's only for you to hear. But that's funny, man. So it's it. <laughs> oh, that is this just is it just fucked up on purpose? Like, is it ripped? What do you mean? Th then shit. the idea is that you can like you can relogo. You can put a. I can put this stripe on anything. Like if you have your old shirt, <laughs> so and then you can like you can reuse your old thing, and it's uh, like parasitic marketing. Like. Right. Like you, you can just like slap it on. It's probably peeling off. I got to like tack it on there a little better. But basically the idea is you just bring your 
Like you can either get the singlet, which is like as minimal as like a product can be. Right. Or you can bring your own shit and I'll like put my logo over the top of whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's so it's like totally environmental because it's like reuse it, recycle. Dude, I hope this is so funny. I think that's gonna be great. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But it's just the the best part is gonna work. The 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 logo is just the orange stripe. Yeah. Or the whatever color it is, yellow stripe. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Yeah. Where where did I put my? Oh no, I didn't bring my hat. Like, I I, we kind of (laughs) like my buddy Ross uh, Berg who runs Altus is like he's in on Altus Mountain Guides. Altus Altus Mountain Guides, and so like. I did my first like collab with Altus because I got one of his hats and then I just put the yellow stripe <laughs> over the Altus logo <laughs> and people were like, eh, did y- you like cross that out or is that like highlighting the Altus? I'm like, I don't know. What, what do you, what do you think? It's like, not for me to decide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny shit. So you're going to make, you're going to make stuff. You're going to make clothes. I'm going to make like a few right. things. We joked about making like a fanny pack that was never, it was always sold out putting on the website just take a uh, picture dude. of a fanny pack <laughs> that's never actually available <laughs> well the fanny packs make it it's it's had a comeback already yeah right? i yes. know it's kind of maybe beyond so no, but i don't even need yeah. To, yeah i maybe don't even need to do that <laughs> that's pretty cool so are you <laughs> you're working on you have a website are you got a website and everything too like yeah yeah we got cool. the domain crib okay, cool. yeah <laughs> and right. then i got the instagram account as well and i'm gonna right. i'm gonna put that put out so it's c-u-r-l-i-b c-u-r-l-i-b yeah fuck that's it's good. like you gotta just throw a little like phlegm in your throat like curlib curlib yeah yeah all right i'm gonna check it out yeah uh <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I'm not sure. I can't wait to see how it turns out. So you're gonna do it here, like in this space that somebody brings. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. gonna be. Yeah, great. maybe. Uh, I mean, I've got a buddy down in the city who runs a little factory. I might get him to make the tank tops, but they're like, yeah. they're literally like, I might just do it here because they're like yeah. so just basic, s- stupidly basic. Yeah, yeah, I just cut them out. It's pretty job. fucking cool. Yeah, are you gonna, it'd be super cheap. I guess you can like. Are you gonna, yeah, how it turns out. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't even know. I don't, I'm like half tempted to just like give them away, or half tempted to make it like some sort of that's cool, man. Donation thing for like an environmental cause or right. whatever. But I'm also like, I'm just fascinated now by like, yeah, marketing and branding and like, what is a brand? Like, what is like? It's just a story. It's just a symbol it's and a story and an idea. Story. And like, the product is is important, but also not important. And like. I don't know. The elements of a brand are interesting to me. Like this is an interesting project you're talking about. Like, because it's very just like, well, very against the grain in my opinion, but it's almost you're a little bit of a mockery. Yeah. It's, well, to- it's totally, mockery, that, that, yeah. that's what I'm saying is like, this is me processing the industry that yeah. we work in and like, what, what is it? Like how, how can somebody charge like a thousand dollars for a Supreme sweater? Like a, I actually want to buy a Supreme sweater That's and just, just put hype. my my lib logo thing. over the top. That's first thing, it's the first thing you should do. Yeah. It's the first thing you should Hashtag do. Hashtag Supreme yeah. slash X Coolib. That's fucking interesting. I, it, it does. It, the idea, I, I can't, I fucking say, but the idea makes me think about, um, yeah, like when brand elements come together, everyone is, um, people are so, uh, I guess now, 
people are less, uh, this is maybe generalization. I notice that when you bring it, people bring your stuffing into bring a brand in the market, they try to have like, it's so dialed and polished that it's like that you can't fail from the beginning. Yeah. You gotta be right on it. Yeah. I think when even, uh, did I talk about this podcast? I just do it. I don't care yeah. if it's echo. I don't care. I just do it. And yeah. listen to whatever. So the idea of like, you don't care. Yeah. I mean, you care enough because you think it's funny. Yeah. And the idea like, uh, you're just doing it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And when you don't, I guess at first, when you don't care what the outcome is, I think, in my opinion, that that's the best way to start. Yeah. You're like, if you, you have to have a vision or dream, whatever, that's fine. You have to have some kind of end goal or, yeah. or whatever. But I feel like if you're just doing it and it doesn't going to detract from your life or you can still operate and you're like, you have a job, whatever else, I think that's going to be, it, it's somehow, I feel like that's the kind of shit that works. Yeah. You yeah. I, I'm just like, it's, it's evolving. Like it started as like, I'm not like quite sure I, don't, I understand what you're doing, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a point. Yeah. Super <laughs> I, mean, good. I don't understand what I'm doing. I guess that's the thing is like, it keeps on yeah. kind of changing like from, good. Oh yeah. I was like, maybe going to be some sort of legit brand. Right. I don't know. It's always kind of been a joke, but people and are scared. It's, to, it's, it is a joke. It's an art project. Sure. To me, it's just an art project, but it's a, it's an art project project commenting on all of these things like people are scared to make mistakes people people want to be like people are like it's got to be so prim and proper i gotta yeah. get my yeah. buttons all done up or something yeah. but i think people are scared to make mistakes and you should be scared to make mistakes but you should be, uh, be okay with making them yeah and i'm not saying you're making a mistake but like you just experiment with things try something like see yeah. what the fuck happens yeah and i think your idea of, um i've said this before and i it's kind of been the way i always think about it a marketing is um marketing is entertainment right mm -hmm. And I can tell you a story. I can tell you. I can tell you about my product. I can give you a fact sheet. I can make a great image. I can do this. But um, uh, my whole thing is just the baseline is entertain people, no matter yeah. what the message is. Uh, and I think the idea that um, some things aren't like everything's. I it, my philosophy is things should be funny all the time. Yeah, like totally. literally all the time. Things should be funny. and absurd. Yeah, <laughs> for me anyway. Yeah, it should be. It should be <laughs> like it shouldn't like. I make fun and put fun, but I think things are, so when I, when I think about brands, it's like, when you take yourself too seriously, you're, you're going to, oh. it's going to, it's going to fail. Well, that's, I guess that's and just my, like, and I why are we, why, why are we trying to be so prim and proper? Like, just, just, you know, that's, that's like my, I guess that's Let's my casual about it. My <laughs> comment is like about like with Curlib is it's just like all these brands, like the brands that it's we've all worked for, it's all just like, we're doing exercise like it there's nothing life i mean there is life and death consequences i guess to to mountain climbing like that's serious sure. but you're choosing to be there yeah like you should be there because it's like whatever type one two three fun but like it's <laughs> it, it's like yeah. it's for your personal enjoyment right like yeah. you're not saving the world by going and climbing a mountain so in the end it's all kind of a huge joke and like when people, well, climbing is the farce. What's that guy's name who said that in um he in uh you haven't seen Valley Uprising? Man. Yeah, <laughs> dude, you gotta watch it. Just, I learned a lot yeah. about life in this show. In this movie. Yeah, but like he was talking about uh, what's the guy's name there? You you not Kerouac? Uh, uh, the guy he's like a drunk and he climbed in the Yosemite a bunch. Anyway, he would say climbing is a farce, you know. Yeah, and I mean he's like yeah. we're just we're climbing up mountains to do what? Maybe it was Royal Roberts. I can't remember who it was. But he's like yeah. we just come back down again. Yeah, just, totally. It's all like, like it's, it's all just like for your pleasure, right? Deadly, literally. Like it is deadly. Sure, it's deadly. Yeah, a lot of things are deadly, but like it is kind of like what it's somewhat pointless, other yeah. than for your own personal. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be deadly with like the you know dramatic like 
movie backdrops like there's none of that it's just like you should be laughing the whole time like if you're not you're kind of like that's the you're thing. sort of missing the point i think like that's why when we talk about so we go back to the thing about sending emails with emojis and stuff like yeah. what do we why being professional is one thing and being courteous is one thing and being yeah. very respectful of people is one thing but yeah. not being funny or not like just trying to be super prim and proper i yeah. think it's fucking boring man. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry yeah. like make mistakes get yelled at whatever but just yeah. entertain people and i think what that's going to do is like people are going to be entertained because they'll be like what the fuck why is there a yeah. green or yellow stripe on this thing wait it, it goes it goes further i i, I didn't show you like the last <laughs> right <laughs> the last little bit yeah. I'm, i'll show you this picture here with that i took with with julian we did a photo shoot here check these out this is going to be this is going to be the Quilib. Marvin, Mar, our like, our guy is Marvin, dude. <laughs> this is fucking great. <laughs> I'm not gonna give the. I'm not gonna tell you what's going on. This, this is fucking hilarious. Oh, you lost your headphones. Oh, that's a good looking website, dude. That's <laughs> <laughs> really good. That was just like the the pictures from the Julian took the other day. Uh, can I be but a model for this? For sure. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah. So see, it's also got more layers because it's all like. There is no, there is no sense. model. It's just like it you're faceless. Like, <laughs> it looks like some kind of protest, right? <laughs> it is actually is a protest. It's it kind actually, of a protest. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna check the time on this. Oh, okay. What else you want to talk about? Anything else? I still got a bar stamp in my wrist from last night. But. <laughs> no, uh, no. I was like, yeah. I was just. I mean, I was like to talk to you. I was also like to like, like I was saying, like pu- push myself to. Publis- so now, so publicize so uh, out there Kulib. yeah so now it's out there like i have to follow through with like the yeah. the pictures like i haven't because the pictures kind of creep me out a little bit to be honest do you want me the, to do creep you out? they are kind of fucking weird <laughs> for sure um, but we can put the if you want me to i don't know yeah, I can put, we like, can link it or something i gotta i've gotta like make like i literally have the, the instagram and then i'm if you want me to put it out there i can i can like when i do the when i when i Edit this. I can put like the URL and sure. Yeah. If you want me yeah. to, sure. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Be fucking hilarious. Yeah. Cool. I'm down for sure. <laughs> yeah. No. I want to. I want to do this. Like yeah. it's. It's a thing. That's the thing. So like. So one thing I can tell you is from my experiences. Um, the way I've done stuff is like you just, and I'm sure you just kind of like just do it. Yeah. You know. And I find like I find that I've said this before is when I plan when I try to plan something. Yeah. It's because I don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And so I'm like I'll plan so I can get myself an escape or and get bored of it. Yeah. With the podcast, I was like, well, fuck just it. Do I, it. I just did it. And yeah. I make a plan because I would have done it because it, it gives me that it gives you that time to say no. Yeah. So. Yeah. Everyone's like, you gotta go with the plan, and I'm like, I do. But if I go with the plan, I'm gonna miss mistakes I should I should have made to learn these yeah. things, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm gonna miss the feedback and stuff. So I think, I think for me, it's always like, <laughs> if I'm gonna, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 the best part is like, you can hear all this shit. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think that's cool, man. I think that's like in my, and, and I'm not validating your choices here, but I feel like uh, that's how I would. Well, that's what, why when we ran you. into you up in Whistler, Whistler at yeah. the the Cro-Mag, which yeah. I totally respect those guys for their like for sure. unique branding, cultish, you know, yeah. whatever approach. And then we ran into you, and I was like, and then you're like, oh, dude, like you come on my podcast. And I was like, okay, that, yeah. this is a sign from. The from, from somewhere somewhere yeah. that i from a need higher power yeah from a higher power like from yeah marvin the because martian or something <laughs> that i need if i can get on yeah. there and talk to talk to you and like because this is make a, good, it a this thing. is a controlled environment because only maybe 100 people will see it 
So it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. You start yeah. small. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's hilarious. No, I think this thing is like, I, like I said, I don't, I don't, I think that if, if I notice it myself, I'm learning this actually as I get older, I, I didn't know this before, but now that I know, I'm learning that when I, when I plan, it's because I don't feel like I'm going to do it. Right. You know, unless That's I'm like, you see even like vacations. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll just, I'm going to go here and I'll just buy a ticket and just yeah. go. And then I'm like, well, fuck it. I just don't know what I'm going to do. But yeah. I, I think that's like the procrastination. The procrastinator in me has has tricked myself into thinking that planning is getting me ahead. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's getting me further behind. Yeah, you're kind of ready. Like, you're, you're ready, ready to do whatever you're, you're going to do because you're the pool. always going to be a learning curve, and there's yeah. always going to be mistakes made and whatnot. It's not. I don't. I, I used to think it was reckless. I used to think, and I'm like, now I'm like, no, it's not. It's and it's not even like is it thought out? Are you methodical? You can be methodical and still just do things without thinking about them. Yeah. You, know, you just go and do it. I just think that's like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Is like, yeah. you just do it. Yeah. And then like the fact that you're like, if I think about this too much, I won't do it. But you're like, yeah, come on, we'll do the podcast. And you just probably like put it out of your head and just go and do yeah. it. Yeah. Like when, when you put it out there and you're like, uh, I can either come down like basically tomorrow or later this week. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe later next week. And then I'll like have launched the, this thing or whatever. It's like, oh, fuck it. Like it doesn't Force, even matter. Yeah. Like just, let's do just it. do it. Like nobody, like, Nobody cares. Yeah, and it's honestly, just man, me like, and my thing. And like, if it forces me to get on my shit because now yeah. I've talked about it, I'm like, oh, I want to like <laughs> follow up on that. So that for sure, like, what was that thing? I think it's gonna be great. Uh, I think it's cool. I'm, I'm I'm stoked. I got to come down and chat with you. I'm glad I bumped into you at the at the at the brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm glad that it happens once in a while. I bump into you. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, I think that um. This is a good podcast. I'll start to chat with you for sure. Yeah. Right, something, there's something, something you missed you want to cover? Like I don't think so. Yeah, right. No, just, no, I, that's really the thing is like I don't have an agenda. I don't think no. you did either really. Mm-hmm. Then push your wares that, here. That was it. Curlib. Curlib. Hashtag. Hashtag Curlib. Too bad you can't find a way to put that accent visually, you know? You know, you always have to put like a like a sausage and a German mustache or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. Maybe French, I don't fucking know. I don't even know why I said German. Um, yeah. I, you needs to be a like Ben cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it should, yeah. Fuck, dude. I, I'm, I think it's hilarious. I think the, the website looks pretty good, everyone, if, when you check it out. Uh, it's really interesting. Um, but uh, no, I'm stoked to chat with you, man. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, I think what you're doing is great. I think your design studio. So it's Squamish Design Studio. Or just, sorry, Squamish, Squamish Design, design studio. studio. Squad Studio. Squad Studio. And yeah. what do you, like, so just give me a quick synopsis of, like, um, the, the the scope of your business, if you can. Just, like, not who you work with or whatever, but just, like, uh, what you guys offer. We do, like, up until recently, we've done, like, basically conceptual like well not start just conceptual finish. but like design from like start to finish being handing it off to a production team like okay. we don't do all the like material sourcing and that sort you of stuff you make the prototypes you make design you make how it's going to work you do the yeah we do sewing say, yeah no, we sew it. everything we make patterns i mean to a conceptual level sure. like the final patterns get made in factory but but i mean because of like some of our experiences, like I'm really stoked to start doing my own things and yeah. and move away from maybe that particular part. I don't know. I think it's cool. I think like as you get older and you do these jobs where you work for the companies, you're like, I think even for me, like, so I'm doing this podcast, I'm doing other things. I'm like, I just sort of decide, I'm like, I need to do stuff for myself. Like, why would I? Yeah, yeah. Like, sure, you got to work for the people or work yeah. not other people. But you have to yeah. work to get things done. But but the most stress and and heartache. It's not the work itself. It's the dealing with the people and the complexity the of the relationships yeah. and the, the, like all of that stuff. And I'm just like, if I could 
not have to deal with that and just do like the design part and the fun part yeah for me that would be good and that's the thing is if that's what makes if that that's if that's fun to you then that keeps you motivated to do other stuff like gives you the the space to move around in your brain as far as like i do this fun thing you have to go back to work tomorrow and i have to deal with this and get the stuff done which is yeah. all fine yeah but giving yourself that like the space to just yeah. be, entertain yourself yeah because if you can't entertain yourself who the fuck you, you can't entertain anybody right so yeah and to keep yourself busy and to give yourself like a passion project and this is your humor is hilarious <laughs> and i've always seen like you know, you've always been like the guy who's like a little bit outside the, you know, outside the circle. Yeah. Not, not like not, not not just like in your ideas and the way you operate, which is awesome. I think that's like it, this doesn't surprise me. It's awesome. I think it's really cool, man. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and it, if it's an art project, it doesn't need to be something bigger than that. Yeah. It can be whatever yeah. you want it to be. Yeah. You know? And if it's, it's a website, it's so fucking. It's, it, it's like it's really bizarre to me, dude. It's funny, and I think it's gonna be great. <laughs> I think it's fucking cool. I'm stoked to check it out. Perfect. I'm, I'm excited to check it out. Sorry. Um, but um, yeah. So you guys, so Squamish Design Studio, and you guys, you're basically like concept to um, you to make we'll prototype and then yeah, and prototype then and then tech pack handoff. Right. Cool. To yeah. And mostly for you know startups or bigger brands, whatever would come to you. We've been working most mostly with startups. Yeah. Um, so international or mostly in Canada? Well, in Canada and the U.S. Okay, right, sure. Yeah, like North America. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm amongst other. I mean, Kurdib is like my art project. I have a couple other things that sure. I'm starting to really get cool. psyched on. Yeah. And like it, in that, like I don't know, like just in this new world where it feels like y- you can whether it's Kickstarter or fund somehow Go a project me or f- give me whatever money. or venture capitalist or whatever, like give me your cash.com. Yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of ways that, uh, that is possible to start your own company. Now there's always been, but like now more than maybe like people want to make money. There's investors out there who are trying to make money. And yeah. Like, and if you have a good idea and you, yeah. anyways, I'm kind of psyched to explore that cool side of things because yeah, I, 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 cause you want, I to. have lots of ideas and yeah. I think they some of them are pretty good. And I just want to like, <laughs> you know, if I could like make some killer idea and product and brand it, like that's what crew lib is kind of like an experiment in branding. Yeah, sure. Like literally it's like a, or like anti-branding, you know, or anti-branding or just like testing the limits of it and seeing yeah. what, what is it like what makes a brand you know because yeah a lot of the times it's yeah it's like a weird thing like it's a very ethereal like people who figure they can like nail it down are probably behind the curve you know like they've sure. they've got some formula and they're probably like not gonna actually tough, take it dude. to the next level because it's changing it's like an always changing environment of like what's the best way to get it out there and like you depending could. on what you're making and who you're trying to sell it to. Like there's like a whole bunch of factors and crew mm. for me is just like a experiment and all of those things to, cool. to play with that. And then hopefully when I make some of these other things, I'm, it, it won't be quite as like art artsy. It'll be a little, you'll learn a like lot hardcore. from this. Yeah. I'll learn sure. some stuff. And yeah. I think that's the thing. I, I think that's good. I think that's, that's good. Like yeah. if you have ideas and passions you want to do and you can continue your, your, what you're doing here and, yeah. uh, it is there are people a lot of people who want to just find the next idea 
Yeah. And they don't really know if it's good or not. They just put money behind it, I guess. The people who plan that things ever happen. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I think just putting your shit out there is yeah. the only way to do yeah. it. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, just start. You might get hassled for it, but you learn I along hope the so. way. I hope so. Honestly, like, I, I don't want to get, like, shit on, but I kind of want people to be like, your reaction, like, I don't get it, but it's funny i guess or kind of uncomfortable and, and weird honestly, and like it's the more i listen like i watch a lot of podcasts now the more i listen to people like comedian stuff the more i listen to people talk about like you know the people who are like i don't get that it's stupid and they walk yeah. away you're like then those people who aren't going to be into your thing yeah and that's not your fault or their fault it's just because they don't want to be part of it yeah and there's tons of people who want to be yeah like, and there's so much stuff out there now like you, yeah anyone can do anything and and honestly like some of the stuff that's like you're maybe not that into at first and then the next thing you know, it's like, oh, fuck, that's actually huge. And, like, yeah. everyone's into it. And then you kind of, like, are like, oh, fuck, well, no, I'm kind of into it. It's like oh. fanny packs, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Those things have come and gone and they made a resurgence. Like, it's yeah. weird, man. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, well, yeah. Uh, thanks again for chatting. Yeah. So we have yeah. been probably about an hour and 45 minutes, probably an hour, okay. hour and a half. Yeah, sure. Um, we can keep going if you want to chat, but um, we should save it for another time. Nah, yeah, another time. Um, I can't keep drinking beer either. Uh, <laughs> but, um, no, man, you've got a great space. Squamish Design Studio, Tony yeah. Richardson, and Trina. Just You guys, just it's two of you guys, right? Just two, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, And sometimes um, my brother, right, right, yeah, Robin. Okay. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, well, awesome. Uh, do you have a website for this place? Mm, we started, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we, we have pictures and like... Stuff for it, but we of course, of course. <laughs> we never got around to fishing. <laughs> of course, but you put the website for this because it's more entertaining. But the yeah. thing is, like, you don't need to. Like, that's the thing is, I think everyone tries to check these boxes of what a business is, what a brand is. Yeah, it's whatever the fuck you want it to be. If you're the person making the brand, or just just make it. It doesn't yeah. have to have these. Yeah. There does. I mean, there are like I guess there's design principles and there's like business principles and marketing principles of like that. But I think they're made to be broken. I, honestly, made. I think that's what. And again, like, not to keep harping on this, but like for me, Corlib is like whether it's the design like no like raw edges and like all that kind of stuff to the branding and the whole thing of it is just like why does it have to be in a certain way like does it right. you have to like it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to you be, have to build like all of this you don't have to do shit you just do whatever you want yeah you just do whatever you want <laughs> as long as you're not offending anybody or it's, and it's what you want to do you just do yeah. it yeah. everyone's got everyone can everyone can relate to something and i feel yeah. like even like there's like millions of podcasts out there right yeah people there's listeners maybe one podcast has two listeners i have like seven yeah so people <laughs> relate somehow but yeah. like i think that's like something's out there for everybody and yeah if you're doing something people relate if you think of it it's like when i i, I think about jokes a lot and think about, oh, is that gonna be funny well if i thought of it for the most part someone even if it's super obscure it's probably been thought of in some form or another along the way that people like oh never thought about making it a joke or whatever right yeah everyone can relate some way so Kulib, kulib, whatever. <laughs> it's so funny. It's, uh, people relate. I think it's funny, and I think you're just entertaining people. It's like, yeah, like you're an entertaining guy, so I think you're yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Cool, man. Thanks, buddy. Okay.